Welcome to the Num One Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the timeless journey from no one to number one. I'm your host, Jake Shannon. All right, guys, thank you. Welcome back to the number one podcast where we are dedicated to the timeless journey from being no one to number one. So uh, we are live on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then uh, all of this will be saved up there. So if you want to watch it or maybe uh, share it with your friends, if you, if, they, if you think they'll find it useful, as well as Spotify, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And everywhere else that Anchor streams, Anchor.fm is the podcasting host I use. So normally, uh, I am on here at noon, but it uh, has been one of those freaking days, man. It's uh, <laughs> So I thought the, the title of today's talk would be Full Blast, Not Half-Assed. That, and I am three hours behind, so I have literally been going full blast. I've gotten so much work done. Um, you know, I, I've been talking the last two weeks about this concept, about this overarching concept, this signature talk I'm going to be uh, writing and, and giving called Wrestling with Greatness. And it's about uh, my experiences in the wrestling business. And I wanted to talk about what uh, I consider to be the five pillars of greatness and I've been like focusing on each one and expanding on them and, and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, today I want to really talk about the fourth pillar. So there are five pillars. Okay. These pillars are one. If you want to be great, what's up Kaiju Wrecking Machine? Good to see you brother. So if you want to be great and I keep adding stuff. Okay. <laughs> I added another pillar uh, last week because I think it was crucial once I was doing this exploration through conversation, uh, of the concepts. But if you want to be great, it takes five things and maybe I'm missing something. Please, uh, let me know in the comments or you can DM me or whatever. Uh, but let me know if I'm missing any. First one is you got to get real. You got to be dealing with reality for some people. That means rock bottom. That means that come to Jesus or fuck it moment where uh, you just get real. You have that man in the mirror where you're like, damn, dude, I got to change. So you got to be dealing with reality. That is the, and now I know that the term reality is, is, a, is maybe a slippery one to some, but what I'm saying is the, um, maybe the, um, what is the um, Philip K. Dick definition that reality is that which, uh, um, Something like, it doesn't go away, you know? And I and, and that's what I'm trying to say is like, sometimes we get smacked in the face with reality over and over again, and you're much better off just touching the hot stove one time, okay? So the first thing is getting real. Second one is developing a uh, sensibility around single-minded focus. This is a muscle. It is tremendously valuable, and it is not easy to acquire. It is similar to strength training or any kind of skill like being a musician. It takes lots of repetition. It takes uh, time to develop this um, and training. So single-minded focus. Now, 
one of the things that I suggest you leverage to help shortcut uh, your path to greatness is to leverage healthy obsessions, right? So, you know, obsession has such a negative connotation. It has a lot of baggage, that term, but I'm meaning it in a positive way. What I mean is like, you know, when you're obsessed with something and let's say it's healthy, I'm not saying sex, drugs, and rock and roll, things that are maybe destructive, not rock and roll. I love rock and roll, but, um, you know, something that's healthy, like fitness or writing or music or uh, business or whatever that obsession is, leverage that because it makes the single-minded focus that much easier because you're already stoked and amped on it. So first, get real. Two, get obsessed or find develop that single-minded focus. Um, three is you have to be willing to take calculated risk. You have to roll the fucking dice. You have to... You have to risk sometimes, man, and you have to bet on yourself, okay? So we live in a probabilistic universe. That's really one of the big um, paradigm shifts in uh, scientific thinking that that um, as we converted from classical Newtonian physics into quantum physics and our deeper understanding of reality, and that is the importance of probabilities. Now, Probability and statistics have become immensely valuable tools for exploring our universe, in particular for uh, fields of endeavor like physics. But did you know that statistics and probability were developed for gambling and business? Okay, that's where they actually got started. So, um, you know, being able to take calculated risks, not foolish risks, not stupid ones, but ones that, that really are going to like benefit you. You know what I mean? Uh, that doesn't mean they'll always play out. That's why it's called risk. But you've got to be willing to bet on yourself and you've got to be able to throw the dice, okay? Um, the other one, which is what I want to talk about today, and I'll circle back because there's a fifth one, but the fourth is um, massive action, tr- tremendous effort, lots of work, okay? And in that, when I factor in uh, the component of time, which is totally important, really that morphs a little bit into the idea of persistence and even patience. Okay. So, uh, persistence prevails where all else fails. I think that's a Calvin Coolidge quote. Uh, pretty sure. I don't know. You never know who these are attributed, (laughs) attributed to, but I love it. I think it's a great, great phrase. Persistence prevails where all else fails. So, you know, sometimes, It just takes a lot of work and a lot of work over a lot of time to make something happen, okay? I will say this, the more people you have involved, the more division there is. And that's the fifth pillar, is people. You are not going to succeed without people, okay? And in particularly, where I'm talking about specifically you are now in sports yes and no I mean you just might be one hell of a talented athlete you could do everything on your own without coaches but I mean you're still going to need spectators and an event somebody to record your stuff somebody to let the world know now maybe you don't care and that's fine okay but if your part of your goals are and this is why that fifth pillar was kind of added last it's conditional it's pretty much true most of the time but I think that it, 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 you could make cases where you don't need people, 
But if it has to do with business or any place where you want to have an impact on the world and you want to have an impact on people, it's going to take people. So it's going to take people, let's say in business on the buy side, people to actually buy your stuff for you to to make enough money to do what you want to do and what your goals are. Maybe it's just financial freedom for yourself. Maybe you want to change the world. Look at Elon Musk. That's one rich motherfucker. And he doesn't like how things are going with free speech. I don't either. I totally am digging what he's doing. But the dude just drops $44 billion, picks up Twitter, and is like, boom, here we go. We're going to tweet whatever the fuck we want. Okay? That's massive impact. Okay? And that's impact because he has money. But money is like uh, that old movie, Soylent Green. It's people. It's made of people. Okay? So, um... It takes people, right? So a lot of people gave Elon Musk a lot of money, but why did they give him this money? Is it like, uh, and now mind you, he spent $44 billion on Twitter, right? How much does the United States government spend a year? Like $4 trillion? A trillion's a thousand billion, dude. That's like ridiculous. And they don't do fucking shit except pretty much make people's lives worse. I mean, if they spend it on actual good things like improving roads and stuff like that. Man, I'd be into it. But no, they spend most of it on military and, 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 uh, well, that's pretty much most of it is, is military, uh, bullshit. That's just the reality of it. So, um, it takes people. The reason why, and now the government takes the money, whether you like it or not, dude, that's just the fact withholding. If you work for a paycheck, that money is just taken out before you even see it. It's called withholding. Awful, awful idea. That's why you don't like get pissed off because you don't actually see how much. But tax is your biz- biggest expense, financially speaking. Tax is like, it's ridiculous. And you know, the old phrase taxation is theft, I think is uh, apropos. It is taken from you, whether you like it or not. If you fight, you go to jail. If you resist jail, you're killed. I mean, there's not much of a choice there. That's not consensual, right? That kind of relationship in any other context is non-consensual, which to me is not moral. But hey, what are you going to do? People uh, don't want to think outside the box. Meanwhile, Elon Musk, well, he might have taken some tax money, which I would argue is possibly immoral. However, uh, by and large, most of what he's done is because people buy his Tesla cars. People are interested in um, you know, his flamethrowers from the boring company or whatever. You get what my point is. Now, Elon is... Is, you know, you don't get wealthy necessarily by not taking government money. And so, you know, I'm sure Elon is, is party to that. And in so far as he is, it's a shame. But I will say this. I'm stoked that he bought Twitter. I'm stoked with uh, him being vocal and standing up for a lot of things that he does. Um, in terms of, you know, so uh, there's these tropes, these, these uh, narrative uh, devices in our culture and one of them is, you know, the, the wealthy billionaire. And forever they were always like these evil people. And there are plenty. I mean, I would put somebody like Bill Gates in that. I think that guy's a piece of shit. I mean, I'm just going to be real. I don't like him. Uh, I don't think his agendas are, I'm into it. I think he's deceitful. I think he's a creep. Um, I mean, he's all on Epstein's Island and shit. And we just like brush that off. Like, oh, please tell us what to do with vaccines. Force it on everybody, you big dick. Um, so there is certainly like the evil Lex Luthor type of uh, mega villain, 
uh, you know, wealthy mega villain. But, you know, you look at Elon Musk and he's more of like almost like a Tony Stark type of character, which, you know, maybe he's flawed or whatnot, but he's, you know, on the side of, of the good guys, or at least his heart's in the right place. But uh, I want to circle back uh, away from people back to that fourth pillar, and that is tremendous effort. Today's talk is, uh, I titled it, uh, Full Blast, Not Half-Assed. And um, the reason I say that, uh, one, I like things that rhyme. Uh, I kind of like rap music, and um, I think they stick in your memory better. I, you know, they find that things like stories and rhymes are better mnemonic devices than statistics and just dry facts and figures. So full blast, not half-assed. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's important for people to realize how much work it actually really takes sometimes to get things done. That's that's one of the things I appreciate about what um, Cardone, Greg Cardone. By the way, guys, I am, as of this broadcast, uh, May... 3rd, 2022, I am one of only 50, uh, 66 people on the planet certified by Grant Cardone as a 10x coach, speaker, and mentor. So, uh, and I, so I will get to full blast half-assed, but that's what the whole 10x thing really is about. It's a metaphor, right? Like how I have uh, number one. that has specific meaning, but it's clever for branding. This is the same thing with 10X, okay? 10X is, you know, if you have goals, it, it you know, you, t- you want to 10X them because it's kind of a aim for the stars, hit the moon type of situation, if that makes sense to you. Um, if you're budgeting, if you're like your time and your effort on a project, budget put in 10 times more than what you think because it's probably going to take 10 times more, right? So it's that kind of thing. It's about thinking bigger, about doing more. It's just about being bigger, right? Amplifying what you're doing, not being satisfied, not slacking, really challenging yourself and pushing hard, okay? That is going to be one of the ways you can collapse time is by just putting in tremendous effort. It's true, especially when you don't have a big team of people to, to help you, right? So, um, super crucial point. Now, one of the things that, that, oh, we got some comments already. Let's see. Marco says, can't wait to get my homework assignment. I sent it uh, last night, by the way, for, your, uh, for the goal setting. So, check your spam. I will resend it uh, just in case. And Marty Jones, hey, what's up? Marty, okay, dude, Marty Jones, do you want to talk number one? That's his wrestling gimmick. Marty, I love you, dude. I want to get back out to the UK. I got to figure it out. All this lockdown shit has fucked up business. We used to go tour uh, Europe and, and, and the UK pretty hard for since 2011, and then lockdowns happened and fucked it all up. That You know, that's for the um, uh, scientific wrestling uh, business that, that I run. Uh, and Marty Jones is like a mega legend and Marty is, Marty is so cool. Now Marty is, is older than me. He's been around for a minute. Um, legend in professional wrestling, 
But what's so interesting, and I love it because, you know, I my brand is now number one. Well, his whole thing was number one, Marty Jones. So there's a nice connection there. But beyond that, Marty was actually in, so my coach and mentor of seven years in the sport of catch catch can wrestling, uh, huge impact on my life, named my youngest child after him, Billy Robinson. Um, he, Marty was actually in the first class of students that Billy Robinson ever taught. And I was actually the last. So, you know, we span this, we have this very interesting uh, connection. And so I'm just really happy to see Marty. Thank you so much for checking in, man. I really do miss you. And I I'm excited uh, to get back out there and tour with you again. Uh, Marty has helped me for my scientific wrestling uh, business. Uh, a number of uh, ways he has um, uh, toured. When I go out to the UK, he tours around with me and he just really adds a lot of value. Uh, for you guys who are uh, interested, you need to come on out. You can check out. We're doing, uh, we have two more um, training camps, by the way, for scientific wrestling that are going on. Um, uh, they're both in Southern California. There's one at the end of May and one in July. You go to coachingcatch.com, coachingcatch.com, and sign up there, register. It's amazing. Also, starting on Wednesday, I am doing, every Wednesday for eight weeks, I'm doing a uh, coaching catch uh, training camp here in Denver, okay? So you don't want to miss that. We are literally starting tomorrow. So get your ass in gear, full blast, not half-assed. And uh, hit me up, you know, hit me in the comments, I, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Like, let's get this figured out because I'd love to see you there uh, if you're into wrestling and you're in Colorado. By the way, and I will get back to it, I swear, I'm not going to forget, but big congratulations. First of all, Marco already showed up on on, uh, on the broadcast. We saw him, uh, which is fantastic because he was the very first, talk about number one, uh, scientific wrestling affiliate to join. So we are actually on a mission. My personal mission is to get every man, woman, and child on planet Earth involved with catches, catch can wrestling, scientific wrestling, as either a fan, um, uh, athlete, a coach, or a promoter. And this scientific wrestling, uh, scientific wrestler affiliate program, we are setting up affiliate gyms around the planet. So. Not only was Marco the number one guy, he, he signed up right away. He's also uh, our first international um, uh, affiliate. He's in Canada, in Ontario, so look him up. Um, <clears throat> and uh, anyway, additionally, I signed up two more over the weekend. We have uh, Vern Earwood, who actually held the first uh, Colorado Coaching Catch Scientific Wrestling Accelerator Camp. Uh, years ago, and it was a great one. We had Josh Barnett, Bobby Lashley, Wade Shallis, me. It was it was an awesome event. If you missed out, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. These are like, okay, for wrestling nerds, this is like rock concerts, dude. And one is never the same. And you need to get there, or they're just gone, and you miss the event, dude. You could have been there with Bobby Lashley, Josh Barnett, and Wade Shallis and myself. Okay, Vern brought us out. Okay, it was a great camp, and now Vern. Speaking about number one, is the first affiliate in uh, the United States and also in Colorado. Then we also signed up Paul Garcia. So congrats to Paul Garcia. 
Um, dude, the guy in Sterling, Sterling, Colorado has the number one, again, you'll notice in the theme here with number one, number one MMA gym in Sterling, Colorado. Just signed up. He's our newest affiliate. Guys, if you are interested in and you run a gym, this is an insane offer, by the way, okay? You're going to get all the things you get with an affiliate, right? Like, so you do, you can affiliate with with all these great people. 10th Planet, the Machados, uh, Eric Paulson, Gracie, blah, 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 blah. They all have these affiliate programs. You put the stamp. It's kind of like a franchise. It's like, but it's more, an affiliate's more like CrossFit. So you have your own gym and then you get all this uh, marketing material and whatnot. So, um, you get all that with scientific wrestling. Okay. You get the full marketing suite. You get your own scientific wrestling email. You get all that kind of stuff. You can use all the branding, put it on logo, your logo on your, on your, uh, door, on your t-shirts, on your marketing. That's awesome. Okay. That's one, two, you get two complete tuitions, full tuitions for two people for our full coaching catch certification. Each one of those is $5,000, okay? You want to be a scientific wrestling coach? Go to coachingcatch.com. Scroll down and you'll see all our coaches, okay? These guys have invested. They have skin in the game. They have dedicated years to this. The great thing about scientific wrestling that I like is that it is not a belt-oriented hierarchical system, okay? I, I will show a white belt, whatever the fuck that means, the same that I will show a brown or black belt. I will show you leg locks, Nelsons, Darces, chokes, what, whatever you need. Double wrist locks, takedowns. This is a very beautiful, complete system. The only system, Coach and Catch is the only one that uh, was co-developed, not just endorsed by, co-developed with Billy Robinson. Myself and Billy Robinson put this together. The only one on the planet, Okay that is co-developed by Billy, okay? Kaiju Wrecking Machine, do you have to hit every Wednesday? I don't know what you mean. Uh, that's what, Every Wednesday is going to be the training camp here in Denver. It's at Fusebox Martial Arts up in, uh, at Mixed Martial Arts up in Westminster. Uh, if you're interested, just hit me in the DMs. I could send you the link if you're here in Colorado. It'd be awesome. Get in there, dude. I'm going to teach you. It's awesome. It's a certification event. Anyway, you get two full tuitions to uh, coaching catch. You get the full marketing suite. This is the killer. This is where I beat everybody else. Okay. What I've done over 20 years with scientific wrestling, besides creating the first uh, actual competition opportunities in like a hundred years uh, for catch wrestling, in addition to making available guys like Carl Gotch, Billy Robinson, Fujiwara, Dick Cardinal, all these other guys, Wade Chalice, all these people, um, in addition to all that, I've come amassed so much information. If you go over to, uh, scientificwrestling.com and you look, it's tons like books, uh, online courses, tons of, uh, instructional DVDs and things like that. Okay. In addition to the marketing, uh, suite, in addition to, um, all, you know, the, to the $10,000 value of getting two coaching certifications with the coaching catch program. In addition to that, you get complete resale rights for what's been called the library of Alexandria. That's what my buddy Kenny calls it. <coughs> the library of Alexandria of grappling. You get access to resell all of that. 
Okay. Then, as if that weren't enough, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a used wrestling cars, uh, used wrestling salesman here. If that weren't enough, act now. Well, okay. So anyway, if that wasn't enough, then you also get the license uh, to run King of Catch Wrestling tournaments, which are fantastic vehicles for um, not not only uh, offering opportunities for people to test their metal under this very challenging rule set. Mind you again, just like the coaching catch is the only one that was co-developed with Billy Robinson, King of Catch Tournament, those rules, the only one, and the first one, number one, and the only one co-developed with the god of wrestling, Carl Gotch, my friend. He helped me. Awesome. Okay? Nobody can touch this, dude. Nobody. I mean, and, okay, I have competition. Yes, I have competition. Okay? But I don't compete. I dominate. Like, by the time they're leaving the solar system, I mean, by the time they're leaving uh, the atmosphere, I'm out of the solar system. That's just the deal, man. Like, you could, it's quantifiable. It's documented. Co-developed with Carl Gotch. And you get the rights to use those rules. Now everybody else rips them off and whatever. But you get the brand, King of Catch. Everybody knows. The first. Number one. And, what's more, you get uh, also a buy, a direct entry into our um, invitational system, Shoot Pro Wrestling. If you have not seen Shoot Pro Wrestling, you are missing out. This is another freak show idea of mine. Number one, first time ever, real grappling, real competitive grappling contested under professional wrestling rules. Yes, you heard that right. I have actually put on legitimate competitive tag team professional wrestling. It is wild. You need to go type in shoot pro wrestling two to see the tag team tournament we put on. Uh, last year, it was wild. Type that into YouTube. You'll see it. It's for free. I have the whole pay-per-view up there for free for you guys. Um, I've done triple shoot, which is like a triple threat match in WWE. It's a single man, three-way elimination tag. (laughs) Crazy. Wild. So not only is scientific wrestling a complete throwback with high fidelity to the past, to the integrity of Catch as Catch Can as a sport. It's also innovating and making it relevant for today's audiences. So um, all of that is available. And guess what? One-time fee. And in fact, the first eight people get $2,000 off because the early adopters were ironing out some stuff and they're kind of in the beta. There's some things in beta and they're helping me with. So they get a $2,000 discount off the affiliation. Normally it's $10,000 for the first eight sign up three are gone so only five left people and they're going quick i just launched it like about six weeks ago and three are gone already eight thousand dollars normally it's ten thousand dollars two grand off and let me just let you know a lot of these affiliations i i know that the machados i think they charge 400 um other people charge 300 a month okay well I'm here to tell you, if you go out, I, I have a calculator, man. I'm a nerd. I do this shit. You ever see these, dude? Remember when fucking math teacher was like, you need to learn math. You're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. I'm like, dude, what the fuck's this cell phone? But anyway, <clears throat> if you're paying $300 a month, 
two and three quarters of a year, not even three years at in the in the hitting the fourth quarter of your uh, third year, like two point seven five years, you will have paid ten thousand dollars. Okay, does that make sense to you? So in like five and a half years, you'll have paid twenty thousand dollars. Ten years? You get where I'm going with this, okay? If you do that for ten years, you're paying like twenty grand. I'm sorry, forty grand. Forty grand. You pay me one time. Ten thousand, and if you you're one of the first eight. It's only 8,000. And after that, it's only 500 bucks a year. Okay. So you want to talk about massive effort and, and tremendous action. The amount of like what is it takes to succeed. It's taken me 20 years to build this. And I'm giving it to you right now for 10 grand. That's a deal, dude. I'm really expensive, dude. Like if you buy, if you're going to buy my time, which I guarantee you very few people can afford that. Uh, I mean, I charge a lot of money. Uh, I don't even know what my hourly is. It's like ridiculous. I know that I charge for uh, business coaching. If you want to hire me, uh, you hire me for one month. It's $3,500 and that's about four, five hours of my time. And I get it. Okay. That's That's just one month. You're getting 20 years of my effort, coordinating, developing, putting everything together rallying all the, you know, the leadership it took to rally all these people and you get a leverage, the number one brand in the sport of catches, catch can wrestling. It's been around since 1870. Okay. Check it out, man. Scientificwrestler.com. Other thing is, is if you sign up, not only do you get the resale rights to all the library of Alexandria that I have for grappling, you also, if you sign somebody else up as a licensee, as an affiliate, you get 20%. So you sign another gym up and they pay the 10 grand, amazing fucking deal. You get two grand. I just give it to you straight out for helping me close that deal and spread my message and make my mission of making every man, woman, and child on the planet involved with Catches Catch Can Wrestling as either a fan, athlete, coach or promoter. Okay. That's the deal. Okay. And, but this is where tremendous effort uh, and, and persistence. It's been 20 years of me developing this. This is just one example. Okay. It also takes people. And so that's where you come in, right? That's the value exchange. I had these, the first three guys, when I launched this program, they jumped they jumped at it. They're like, oh my God, a full-on affiliate program with like a killer brand. And I get all this stuff at this incredible price. Now I am thinking of down the road, maybe making it like every eight affiliates to join, the rate goes up 2000 bucks. I'm toying with that, but you know, you got a little time before I pull the trigger on that right now. There's five left on this $8,000 deal. So um, you could go and check it out. Go to scientificwrestling.com uh, and you can see everything that, that, that you get as resale rights. The reason I did that 
was, you know, I fought this concept of doing an affiliate for the longest time because I didn't like how other affiliates operated. And I didn't have a clear idea in my head how to innovate and how to make it better. Okay. After COVID, that actually kicked me in the ass. And I was like, this is what I need. I'm still making money. And all these poor people who have invested in gyms and stuff because of these fucking stupid ass bureaucrats are losing their shirt. These gyms, these wonderful places where all walks of life meet and you go to improve yourself. I mean, a gym is like the greatest thing in the world. Okay. And it was tragic and, and it was under the auspices of fucking health. What a goddamn joke. Anyway, I saw them all suffering and my business suffered because I do a lot of touring. I spend a lot of time in gyms. Okay. But, but I had a strong, already built digital learning component through scientific memberships at scientificwrestling.com, warcatchwrestling.com. Um, uh, I had put out instructionals. I had been asked by BJJ fanatics to do instructionals. So there was all this money that I had coming in still. Not a ton, but enough to keep me liquid and keep uh, food on the table and pay mortgages and you know help out with the family, that kind of stuff because of that system. And I thought, this is it. This is it. This is truly a business in a box. Nobody's doing this. Plus, I had the I, I had figured out I needed the Shoot Pro Wrestling uh, platform to showcase the sport with high level athletes. I already had the the the, the rule set, King of Catch, uh, co developed with Carl Gotch. I had the coaching catch. I put it all together. Boom! I'm like, this kills it, and I could do this at a price point that nobody can beat. So. Like I said, what what this is really geared for, and after I hit these first eight, that's when I'm really going to ramp up. My target in the first 18 months is to have 100 affiliates. And I would really sincerely love to either have you or somebody you know that's in your local area so you can go to these gyms and keep scientific wrestling alive. Okay? It is the greatest thing in the world. I It changed my life. Okay? Um, and yesterday was actually the 22 year anniversary of the moment where I had my epiphany. And that was the longest fight in MMA history where Kazushi Sakuraba, student of Billy Robinson, my coach, we had the same coach, uh, defeated Hoist Gracie after a string of like demolishing the Gracie family. Right. Uh, that's when I decided I was going to dedicate myself. Uh, that was 22 years ago. Okay. And, uh, in 2003, after about two years of trying to figure it out, I launched Scientific Wrestling. So Scientific Wrestling started in 2003. Next year will be our 20th anniversary. And that is why in our 20th anniversary, I want in that span of that year, which will be the 18 months, my target is 100 affiliates. So please help me reach that goal. Okay. Again, that Scientific Wrestler, uh, Scientific Wrestling has all the products and all the uh, places to to train with us and whatnot, but Scientific Wrestler is the actual affiliate program where you can get involved. And guess what? I have financing. <laughs> I have financing. So while you may have, like, you go to one of these other affiliate programs, they're charging you three, four hundred bucks a month forever. It doesn't end. Okay. You just have to pay the ten thousand dollars, or if you're one of the first eight, well, now there's only five left. You can pay eight thousand dollars, and then it's five hundred dollars a year. 
And that's it. You got a business to box. You got brand. And I keep going. Boom, boom, boom. 20 years, man. I ain't stopping. Okay. And I've got an army of guys behind me. I get hit by a bus. This shit, this train's going. I've figured it out. Okay. So, um, but I'll do financing. So instead of paying three or 400 bucks a month, I have a financing deal. I think you could pay. It's a seven year loan that I can get you as long as your credit score is over 600 which is not hard. I mean, come on guys, like get your shit together. Maybe you need my uh, fucking number one coaching, my Thales uh, financial and business coaching. <laughs> if you fucking can't get your credit score over 600, Jesus. Uh, but if you have a credit score of 600, I can get you financing over a seven year period. And it is something like 87 bucks for seven years. You pay 87 bucks for seven years or three or 400 bucks forever. I mean, come on, this is like, it's, I shouldn't even have to explain this, but that's why I'm here. If you have any questions, please, please hit me up. If you know somebody, send them my way. We will take good care of them. Uh, I mean, I'm very, very proud of this program. So, uh, oh, here we go. We got, uh, yep. Marty said, Hey, uh, oh yes. Hello. Uh, cat kid, that is my son. He's homesick today. So I guess he's watching the show too. Uh, what's up, dude? I, okay. So, uh, Knut, <laughs> that's not how I know him, but, uh, I would love to be on Joe Rogan. I actually saw him when he was here in Denver. Uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, he was here last weekend. I told the story how on my first date with my wife, this was kind of symbolic for me because 17 years ago, I took my wife on, uh, I think it was in September. It was at Comedy Works, whatever that one is up on Sunset in LA. I was living in LA at the time. Met my wife, gorgeous woman, amazing woman. I knew I wanted to marry her. She didn't know, but I, so I had to close this deal. I, at that time, Joe and I were sending emails, talking on the phone, you know, he'd give me his mailing address and stuff. I'd send him some of my books that I was working on. And, um, um, I was like, dude, I'm dating this girl. I'm going to bring her to your show. He's like, oh yeah, cool. And dude, he was so genuine. He didn't really know me. I was like an acquaintance. I mean, we were talking and stuff, but I wasn't like his close bud. And he was so genuine and so cool. Brought me backstage, really made me seem like I was the man, really impressed my wife, uh, on our first date. And so I took, I bought the, the expensive tickets. We got up. I think I was like a couple rows away uh, on, on his show on Saturday. And uh, great show, man. I mean, and Joe Rogan is a badass. So, yeah, I'd love to go on Joe Rogan. I've been mentioned by my buddy Josh Barnett, who's been on like six times. Uh, I've been mentioned on there a couple times, which is uh, tremendous. Number one fucking... Talk about number one podcast. I mean, mine is named number one metaphorically because I'm talking about going from no one to number one. Well, Joe is actually the number one podcast. So I guess I could say... You know, at least I've been mentioned on the number one podcast on the planet. So, um, yeah, uh, Scott, I'd love to to see you soon too, bro. We need to hook up on the phone. Um, it's been it's been a while. So, uh, guys, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. I mean, maybe I'll do. Do you guys like this time better? I, you know, it seems like I'm getting more people. I get a lot of people around noon, uh, Mountain Time, but this time is. Uh, I could do it this time. You just kind of have to figure out picking up my kids from school. Canute. Uh, uh, yep, I've heard the mentions. Love to see that. Next. I'd love to see it too, man. I don't know how the hell I go about that. I, You know, I, 
I love Joe Rogan, and if he ever gets like a huge interest in the development of the Mace Bell, which he sells it on it, so I made him some money, I'd love to go on. And if he wants to talk about the modern catches catch can movement, dude, I'm number one. There's nobody uh, better than that. So I don't know. I don't know how you get on there. Uh, my buddy Josh has gotten on like, I mean, literally like six times, but he's also like the youngest UFC heavyweight champion. He's like been a top 10 heavyweight for like 20 years. The guy's like a total, uh, uh, you know, gen- genetic ubermensch uh, in, in that regard. So, uh, you know, I could see why he got on. I don't know if I'm really, I mean, I think I'm the shit and I think there's, I, you know, you're not the first person to say that. And I do appreciate that. That really, uh, I'm, that means a lot to me. But, um, I don't know, dude, what can I do? You know, <laughs> if he's, if he sends me an invite, man, I'm there though. hundred percent. So, uh, guys, it just takes a lot of work over a long period of time and there's no way around it. Okay. You know, I have clients and, um, they, you know, and these, these are tough, good people, right? But they're just not used to like having a coach like me push them hard. And, uh, but you know, you'd be really shocked when you have somebody that is invested in your success, keeping you accountable and pushing you hard and not letting you get distracted, fall into old patterns, come up with excuses. It's uh, tremendously valuable. I I've had coaches. I had, I had the best coaches in the world. Okay. And the best it's, and it's cost me a lot of money, but you know, I've, I was also smart about it. Like, you know, I, I do what's called OPM, other people's money, right? What's up, Elisa? Good to see you. Welcome. I do other people's money. So, you know, like wanting to work with Billy Robinson for seven years, I was like, shit. And I was making a lot of money at the time, but I also had like, I have three kids and a mortgage and <laughs> other businesses and stuff like that. So I didn't want to subsidize uh, my training from those other businesses. So that's a bit, what I did is I structured deals. That's actually my last mention on Rogan was Josh was talking about this thing that I structured around Billy. And I put a lot of money in Billy's pocket at the end of his life and he didn't have a retirement. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was using, I opened, I made like access to Billy available to other people if, if they would pay for access, right? coaching from Billy as a byproduct because I did it all. I got the most time with him because I developed it. I made it happen and I was there at every single one. Right. So, um, yeah, anyway, um, you can, to get with the best coaches and to get proximity to them is the best that you can figure out. However you can do it, do it, get in the room, spend the money, there's a misconception here about like, look, I'm also a master financial coach certified by Dave Ramsey. In addition to being one of 66 people on the planet certified by Grant Cardone. Okay. So I'm serious about this. I've gone after these guys. Now, somebody like Ramsey is going to be like, oh, don't have debt, zero debt, zero debt. I don't agree with that. I do agree with Grant Moore that if you look at guys like uh, there's ways to use debt. That's a very simplistic way of thinking. Don't use debt on consumer items. I agree with that. Don't put a fucking TV. Don't put clothes. Don't just be frugal and just be chill. 
But if you're investing in your business and real personal development, I'm not talking basket weaving. I'm not talking some rah-rah bullshit where you walk on coals. I'm talking about things that actually will have a return on investment. The debt is a perfect use for that kind of investment. Okay. And so now I was fortunate because I have a master's in what's known as, so in addition addition to being certified with Dame Ramsey, with uh, one of 66 on the world right now, the very first class ever certified by Grant Cardone. I also have my master's degree in financial math, dude. Okay. So there might be people, I doubt it. I don't know anybody else who's got the other two certs to combine like me. I guarantee you there's nobody that also has a degree in financial engineering. And what financial engineering is, is it is a lot of math. Okay. It's a, it's like a financial mathematics degree, but really the, the essence, the spirit of financial engineering is the creation of new, uh, funding vehicles, new ways to make money with what are known as synthetic securities or, or combining other pre-existing uh, financial instruments into new exotic instruments to, to make money. Okay. So, uh, I have a very creative mind <laughs> and analytical mind when it comes to business and finance. So, um, you need to get with the best coaches. I did that. I went to the top, the top. I just said, fuck it. I went past Karen, man. I went past the manager. I went to the owner of this shit. I went to number one, number one, Carl Gotch. I went to number one, number one, Billy Robinson. And I paid my fucking dues, dude. I'm missing, I have one carotid artery and a broken neck (laughs) from my research, from spending my years in the trenches just on the wrestling gig. Okay? You got to get the best. Number one. I did the number one hardest graduate degree out there in business and finance, financial engineering. Google it. Look that shit up. Take a class. I fucking dare you. I did it. I got a master's degree and I got it in 2002, 20 years ago. Okay. Then I build all these fucking businesses. And then I hook up with guys like Grant Cardone, a guy who went from where I am now in terms of net worth at this age in 14 years, 13 years is now a billionaire. A thousand times, not just 10 X, but he 10 X for 10 years. Okay. (laughs) A little more than 10 years. But anyway, my point is you have to get with the number one because they are going to push you and make you do the tremendous work and effort and keep you motivated and the persistence over time to succeed. Okay. And now I'm in a position to help people with that. So I'm, you know, being busted up and fucking injured and basically medically retired from wrestling. I had to switch to coaching. I had to switch to to grappling coaching. And I did that in 2007 because of my injuries. I was just too fucked up. I was having strokes. It was a problem, right? When when you have one carotid, it's completely destroyed, 100%. Um, I'm actually in a, uh, I think University of Minnesota or something is doing a, study on uh, carotid dissections in grappling. And I, I got included in this study. So I don't know when it comes out, some academic journal. Anyway, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you know, you've, you've got to do that. And, and I recently, just in the last couple of years, because I've gotten to a point where I want to start helping people succeed. Okay. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something. And this is the same in wrestling as it is in business. And I've done both. I've taken people under my wing and I've done it for free. 
and they always fucking peter out. Always. And it was and it was actually Grant said something and it really fucking resonated with me. I've had very limited interactions with Grant. A couple of them weird like uh <laughs> um one time, you know, I was talking to him and he uh he complimented me on my voice, which I think was basically saying you have a face made for radio. <laughs> Another time I was not paying attention to something and he snuck up behind me and flicked me in the air. Uh, another time I was talking to him about starting my wrestling promotion, my fight promotion, shoot pro wrestling. And he was like, well, come on, let's go wrestle. We'll go fight right now. I'm like, what are you fucking insane? He's a wild man. He's a cool dude. Um, I can't remember all the other ones, but um, you know what he, he said, this thing that really resonated with me. And that is, if they don't pay, they don't pay attention. If they don't pay, they don't pay attention. And that is the truth. That is the truth, man. You know why I paid attention to my financial engineering degree? That shit cost me 60 grand graduate school. Okay? I, you, I was poor as shit back then. You know I was paying attention. You don't want to know how much I've spent with, with mentoring with Grant. Okay? So you can't, you have to charge or people won't pay. They won't pay attention. That's the truth. I've found that. I've tried to help people at low price. And you know what? The lower they pay, the more they fucking complain and bitch and moan. But I'm, this is such a sad thing, but that's why they can't afford to pay more because they just have a shitty fucking attitude and the universe just gives them what they put out. You know, it's fucked up. It's weird. Um, the way the universe really works is different than what you're taught in school and you've got to be sensitive and start paying attention to the feedback that you get and what works and what doesn't work. You've, you've got to, this is that first pillar. You've got to get real. You've got to like stop listening to other people. You got to stop listening to your friends and family because most of them are fucking naysayers. They may love you, but they're like, Oh, I love you how you are. It's like, I don't fucking love me how I am. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. I want to make a lot of fucking money. I want financial security. I want generational wealth so that my kids don't have to fucking stress it. Even if I'm not here. And my fucking kids, kids, kids. That's thinking. That's compassion. But, oh, that's selfish. They ain't fucking selfish. Fuck you. Trying to take my money and give it to other people. That's some selfish shit. What gives you a right? I'm the one doing the tremendous effort. I'm the one taking the risks. I'm the one sweating. I'm the one fucking uh, with one carotid artery. Why don't you tax some of that shit, bitch? You know? So they don't, though. They only want to take the fucking upside. They don't want any of the downside. Well, that's the value of being an entrepreneur and why you've also got to be smart. You've got to have mentors. I mean, that's a re- there's a reason why guys like uh, Elon Musk and, and uh, Jeff Bezos pay like 1% of their income in tax. And some of it is because they have lots of debt. It's not because they need debt. Their net worth is like more than anybody on the planet. They are doing it because they're like, fuck you to people like Biden and Trump and these other jokers that want to spend your fucking money without earning it. Okay. And that's not just fucking federal government. That's at every level. Okay. Now I do find it tends, this is not a blanket statement. I mean, there are exceptions, but it tends to be less corrupt, the smaller in scale that goes for corporations as well, as well as governments. 
but they could still be corrupt uh, when they're small. Um, anyway, guys, we are uh, <laughs> hitting the hour mark here. Uh, I'm going to bail. I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in with me. And uh, I really do look forward to uh, uh, talking to you tomorrow. Maybe I'll tune in again at uh, 3 o'clock. That seems to be a better time in terms to reach you guys. As ever, if I can be of service to you guys, you let me know. Hey, what's up, Carl, with the late comment? Hey, dude, did you just jump on, man? Did I just catch you? If this is a good time, dude, I'm getting all my friends, man. So this might be the time to, to be on and do this. Um, I appreciate you guys. And uh, if I can be of service to you or I can help you with anything, I'll talk about it on the show. Uh, you just got to let me know. You got to send me comments or um, uh, some sort of... Uh, <laughs> no, I've been lurking. All right, lurker. Dude, you're another dude. We got to get on the phone, man. It's been too long. Carl's a badass economist, smart dude. Back in the day when I was actually in grad school, he's one of the guys that helped me uh, connect with uh, a mentor of mine, Joe Furig, um, who helped me get into grad school. So, um, yeah, anyway, let's see. I have no idea what that means, but yes, let's be in touch. Okay, my friend. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I am out. Yeah, rest in peace, Joe. Dude, that Joe Furig, I was an English degree. I had an English degree and I was suffering, dude. I was poor as shit. But I knew my stuff about economics because I worked in the book stacks at uh, laissez-faire books. I was like a nerd, obsessed, okay? Single-minded focus on economics. And Joe recognized that. And he's like, dude, you need to, you need to do grad school, dude. And, I, and that had not even occurred to me. Changed my life. That's how I ended up with my master's in financial engineering. So, uh, oh, re-gearing. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow. Number one podcast, guys. Uh, you can go, you can listen to all the old episodes. Um, and I have episodes from my old radio show, Mental uh, Self-Defense Radio, that I had a number of years ago on AM radio. I actually had a, ra- a talk radio show for three years. Uh, I had great guests on there. I had the basis from Nirvana, Chris Novoselic on there talking about voting systems of all fucking things. The guy's real smart. Um, talk to Jesse Ventura, Jesse, the mind or body, whatever you want to call him. Jesse Ventura was on. I, I did an interview with him. Um, yeah, man, check it out. A lot of great authors and stuff from the past. Uh, good shows had, uh, talked to, uh, governors had Gary Johnson on when he was running for president. Um, you can go listen to all that, but plus any of these old shows, especially the last two weeks, they've been building on each other, about this theme of wrestling with greatness and what it takes to succeed. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to get the hell out of here. It's already almost at the hour. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Leglock. For years, I'm like, why wouldn't you just cradle this guy? And and I, just, I can't. It's just too frustrating. I'm just going to be real. For me personally, I just it, the value isn't there for me. Um, if it is a good athlete or an athlete that I know or something, then I definitely will. What's up, Dominic, dude? My airplane pal. Good to see you, homeboy. And what's up, Renee? Man, how come all you guys join in just right when I'm about to drop off? Don't you know I'm exhausted? I'm like, I've been complaining to everybody that that I've been up since 6 o'clock and I'm still here working at uh, almost 10 o'clock. But I am very happy to see you guys. Uh, I appreciate you stopping and I really do. I normally do these during the day. Um, But I'm, my schedule is so fucked. Like when I had a radio show, dude, it was... It was uh, one o'clock, boom, every day, because it was just there was a radio station. I had to be there. It was a time slot. There's other hosts. I had to, 
But on my podcast, I could just kind of do what I want to do, and they're all archived, and you can go watch any of them at any time. Uh, again, that's N O one, like no, and then the number one, like number one, like N O and then one dot ninja. I need to get a sign. I got all this 10x shit. I'm gonna start getting number one branded um, pretty soon, guys. I appreciate you. I really gotta go. Find me tomorrow. I I'm so I'm so booked tomorrow as well that I'm certain that I'm gonna be doing this show at night tomorrow night as well. So so I guess we could call this number one podcast after dark or something (laughs) whatever anyway i'm exhausted i appreciate you guys i'll talk to you tomorrow uh yeah peace out good to see you dominic thanks for stopping by homie i appreciate it